May the sound of this bell penetrate deeply into the cosmos. In even the darkest places, may living beings hear it clearly, so their suffering will cease, understanding arises in their hearts, and they can transcend the path of anxiety and sorrow. With posture upright and stable, we are seated at the foot of the Bodhi tree. Body, speech, and mind are one in stillness. There is no more thought of right and wrong. Our mind and body dwell in perfect mindfulness. We rediscover our original nature, leaving the shore of illusion behind. Noble Sangha, diligently bring your mind into meditation. Namo Shakyamunaye Buddhaya Namo Shakyamunaye Buddhaya Namo Shakyamunaye Buddhaya In gratitude, we offer this incense throughout space and time to all Buddhas and Bodhisattvas. May it be fragrant as Earth herself, reflecting careful awareness and the fruit of understanding slowly ripening. May we and all beings be companions of Buddhas and Bodhisattvas. May we awaken from forgetfulness and realize our true home. Friends, please join me for a 10-minute meditation. The audio that follows is simply meant to drown out any ambient noise that may distract you from your meditation. If you would like to meditate in silence, please mute your device now.
Namo tasa bhagavato arahato sama sambudahasa Namo tasa bhagavato arahato sama sambudahasa Namo tasa bhagavato arahato sama sambudahasa The Dharma is deep and lovely. We now have a chance to see, study, and practice it. We vow to realize its true meaning. Avalokiteshvara, while practicing deeply with the insight that brings us to the other shore, suddenly discovered that all of the five skandhas are equally empty, and with this realization he overcame all ill-being. Listen, Shariputra, this body itself is emptiness, and emptiness itself is this body. This body is not other than emptiness, and emptiness is not other than this body. The same is true with feelings, perceptions, mental formations, and consciousness. Listen, Shariputra, all phenomena bear the mark of emptiness. Their true nature is the nature of no birth, no death, no being no non-being, no defilement, no purity, no increasing, no decreasing. That is why in emptiness, body, feelings, perceptions, mental formations, and consciousness are not separate self-entities. The eighteen realms of phenomena, which are the six sense organs, the six sense objects, and the six consciousnesses, are also not separate self-entities. The twelve links of interdependent arising and their extinction are also not separate self-entities. Ill-being, the causes of ill-being, the end of ill-being, the path, insight, and attainment are also not separate self-entities. Whoever can see this no longer needs to attain anything. Bodhisattvas who practice the insight that brings us to the other shore see no more obstacles in their mind, and because there are no more obstacles in their mind, they can overcome all fear, destroy all wrong perceptions, and realize perfect nirvana. All Buddhas in the past, present, and future, by practicing the insight that brings us to the other shore, are all capable of attaining authentic and perfect enlightenment. Therefore, Shariputra, it should be known that the insight that brings us to the other shore is a great mantra, the most illuminating mantra, the highest mantra, a mantra beyond compare, the true wisdom that has the power to put an end to all kinds of suffering. Therefore, let us proclaim a mantra to praise the insight that brings us to the other shore. Gate gate para gate para sam gate bodhisattva gate gate para gate para sam gate bodhisattva gate gate para gate para sam gate bodhisattva
I might, I really want to re-record the uh, Heart Sutra in that. And would it be arrogant of me to also want to rewrite it? No, that would actually be cool. I, I think it, rewrite it. I mean, it was, it, I mean, been rewritten by a bunch of jerks before, dude. Nobody's more. Yeah, I feel like, uh, you know, it would be really awesome if it could be something that somebody could understand and at least a little bit and get a little bit of value from, even if they don't know what are the skandhas, what are the noble truths, what is the eightfold path. And, you know, it, it seems so unapproachable because it assumes yeah. that you've been listening to this every day, every time you go to a temple. Yeah, I, I, I agree that if you were to do a translation, that would be fucking amazing. Um, to, to just break it down into more applicable and current terms for more ears to be reached. Uh, one thing I would say about it is uh, that, 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 that even if you did it and it was in some way not the wholest of accurate to some ears or mm -hmm. uh, able to be scrutinized or could be misinterpreted in some douchebaggery way, um, fuck it, dude. Uh, do it for yourself and in practice and uh, do it two or three times if you want to. Um, yeah. Find a translation that you feel like could uh, help somebody um, and is still the wholehearted truth of the emptiness of reality that the heart suture is. So, yeah, I don't know. Do it. Definitely do it. I'd encourage you. Um, fucking rewrite uh, the gospel too if you're at it, dude. Yeah. Probably. <laughs> I don't care. Absolutely. I mean, people should. You know what I mean? You're not trying to do yeah. what's been done with the God. You're a rebel. Oh. You're a renegade. <laughs> was, yeah, dude. I, well, uh, you're a renegade, bro. You're a renegade. <laughs> I definitely I definitely think so. Um, dude, I actually wanted to um, kind of read it, dude. Like, kind of read the heart suture in a video or something and do something like that. Am I... Okay. My problem with it is I felt like it wouldn't have reached that many ears. You know what I mean? Yeah, it it's been... so unapproachable, man. Um, frankly, I mean, I don't know. I I also listened to it when we played that recording, dude, and because I've been practicing with it and reading it in so many translations, like I'm listening to it like that, kind of like like an old lady in church, dude. Like, yes, Lord. Right. <laughs> right yeah. Speak, to Speak. Um. And and for me, I, I I just think chanting practice is more important. So also, maybe if you were to work on a translation, you could do something that you wouldn't mind internalizing. Practice with your version several times. Sit on it, you know. Uh, it could be a good thing for you. Really immerse yourself in practice if you have the time to step away from work. You're pretty cool, dude. Yeah. You guys got anything going on in life? Magic cards? <laughs> whole bunch of magic cards <laughs> I hear you there. You, oh, I'm working at Waffle House now you know what I'm saying taking my life together and all that fun stuff how about you my guy how about y'all damn dude not Waffle House just work oh, it's not, keep it again. about that life I'm about that life <laughs> <laughs> hey dude Man. honestly what's up no uh, 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 go ahead no go I ahead Working at Waffle House is fun, though, bro, because, like, 
you have to be competent. You can't just like, oh, well, we'll work here. It's like, no, nah, if you don't know how to get, go, get, like, get up out of here. <laughs> you, ain't, you ain't welcome. You don't know what you're doing. I think there's a certain level of competence that's, uh, that's been lacking in a lot of that area, dude. Like, maybe you just got lucky and got one because definitely knowing at our local Waffle House exercises any competence. <laughs> you walk in there, dude, and they're just like, we got lucky and got jobs, man. So I think you got you got, you got a good place if you're there, dude. Go check it out. Where I'm at, I'm in spring, right? So it's like, it's a new Waffle House. It's only been around for maybe a year, maybe two. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, it's in a nice area, and it's, like, new stuff. You know what I'm saying? So it's got, it ain't got that whole Waffle House mystique. It's about taking it. pride it, in it, you know? It's about taking sure pride is. in what you do. Well, do hey, it. Right I ain't gonna lie If I walked into a Waffle House, bro, and it looked all new, like an IHOP, I'd just walk out. <laughs> like, that way, didn't feel This isn't worth This isn't now tested. I want Waffle House to have nicotine on the windows, dude. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I need man, that. Waffle House. <laughs> Yeah. No, man. Um, I, 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 I recall now what I was saying before I allowed myself to be distracted by the mountain bike thing. But no, I, um, I recently like let out a little outpouring and exercise a bit of pride and ego on social media in regards to that circumstance with the, the local drunk encounter. And I was going to that because um, it's just another thing that I've been encountering a lot in work. Uh, I had a a lady who is a friend of a dear friend and she signed up for literally like all the yoga classes that I, uh, that I put out when like she paid for a bunch of stuff in advance. And he made these steps that scare me, um, mostly because he's been trying to lose weight, but losing weight and like trying to kick drugs and alcohol go hand in hand, in my opinion, like very similar behavior shifts have to happen in order for people to accomplish either of these things. And in drug and alcohol, substance abuse recovery, they tell you, don't go crazy. Don't, don't do it all. You can't do it all at once. Don't try quitting cigarettes and giving up sugar and alcohol and heroin all in the same week. Start with the heroin, right? And then move to the alcohol, and then maybe the cigarettes. And then you can cut the sugar out of your diet because you're going to overwhelm yourself. You can't, it's just too radical. And no one's mind is capable of finding peace in that type of radical shift. And this girl did that, right? And, um, Dude, it was just like, this is a weekly thing for me. I'll find someone who will do this and I will express my, my truth, my experience, whatever knowledge I have to share on the matter with them and try to be as compassionate as possible. And I felt like the statement that I made on social media was my way of saying, I'm really tired of repeating myself. It was a lot of statements were made, but in regards to this whole little really arrogant part that I said, like, man, all my, all the people, because literally like, all the people that I hang out with on a day-to-day basis on this island are exceptionally healthy and athletic or intelligent or accomplished in some region of life that I respect them for. And I feel like our friendship and stuff, uh, it, it stays on a positive, beneficial note. There's like a mutual society in Galveston amongst the healthy people. Uh, there is also kind of like the cutthroat shit with like gym owners for the most part I've learned. Gym owners are assholes for some reason, really insecure bodybuilders that have to have all the equipment 90% of the time. But aside from them, um, all the trainers and yoga teachers, they're, they're good people and there's a community of them. And I feel like a lot of them are real passive for the sake of their financial well-being. And lately, I fucking like renting on bikes a little more than writing workouts for people who don't care about their workouts. So 
you know, uh, I, I made a pretty broad statement and got like this mixed backlash of like, first of all, like 200 and some people like the post and it got more responses and a lot of stuff. And I have, I have a normal large amount of friends. I don't have like three or 4,000 or something. They're like one or two. Um, and I don't, I don't think that, that, that I have ever got so many messages from people that were just like a mix of blind, ignorant, like, fuck you, dude. Like people were making the association between me saying, I don't want you around me. If you're an alcoholic, leave me alone, please. And stop invading my space to me saying you can't drink. And then associating that with the popular current notion of body autonomy because of the circumstances we're dealing with in politics currently. And they were like, oh, dude, if you say you're pro-choice, how are you bitching about people drinking? Shut the fuck up, people. Like, I, I, was, I wish I could, like, choke people through the internet because I'd have gone back to jail that day, dude. Like, that was the most vile um, stuff that I encountered for the most part. A dude was like, yeah, you just made a statement about me. Because I did say I'm pro-choice, pro-love of all types. I made this big statement, like, just unfriend me if you're just, like, a conservative drunk dipstick, which are the people I'm trying to weed out of my life because they literally I encounter them every day. But anyway, I'm, I'm dealing with a lot of, like, shedding of people, beneficial dialogue, and a lot of beneficial dialogue on the matter of a lot of, a lot of people that, like, follow me on social media reached out and were like, hey, dude, that was, like, griping and bitching, and it was not your normal tone of projection, and we just hope you're doing okay, you know, stick with the love and light stuff. So I, I made some follow-up statements and stuff and shared them with those people, and, and we had good conversations, but... All that aside, I lost some old friends. They're not really old friends, but I put some people in a proper perspective and let go of them. And I had some really healthy dialogue, made some new friends, exchanged some good ideas with people I felt were healthy. And then back to the real world the next day when I'm at work, uh, the only person, it was a rainy day, and only, well, two customers came into the bike shop. One was way at the end of the day, but that one that the one that came in in like the middle of the day, the only guy he asked, he's new to town. He asked where I can he could ride trails. Told him, and I said, well, we can hook up, go for a bike ride sometime, bro. And like, check it out, man. And I'll study the trails. And he was kind of like not so athletic. And his words to me were, well, ha ha ha. Literally, kind of giggled it off. Said, dude, I definitely couldn't hang riding with you, man. You probably move a lot faster than I could, but we can go have a drink sometime. And like tried to give me his number to go have a drink. I was like, "Ah, oh, no, nah, it's cool, dude. I don't, I don't really drink." But if you ever feel like going for a bike ride, just come by the shop. Kind of was like, "Get the fuck out of here!" Like <laughs> in my head. And You're like, trash. Leave me like, alone. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, man. It's just this thing I deal with. I feel it, like no, you made a choice. You made a personal choice. You're standing on it, but I respect that, bro. Yeah, like, and and I did. And, and and that's what I appreciated. Some people have positive statements backing it, but dude. It weighed heavy on my heart. It felt really useless and stuff for a while until it just kind of kept going. And I don't know what led me to, to, to initially speak about that, but I was explaining that to you guys. Uh, for some reason, I, I I went off on too many tangents and lost myself. But you guys have all the detail of why I made that post, and that's what I was explaining. I do know why I came back to it, because I got distracted looking at this sick-ass mountain bike jump. Uh, <laughs> I let it on the TV. trailed off you guys. Um, and I'm not kidding about probably spending, uh, I don't know if y'all saw my social media story recently where I was like, I want a 10 or $12,000 mountain bike. That's a little ridiculous, but I did see um, something that only cost $800 more than I spent on my truck that I might buy very soon in the lines of a carbon fiber full suspension mountain bike. 
That just yeah. sounds really special. It sounds like a whole bunch of cool stuff going on right there. Well, it's an eight thousand dollar extra large frame full class Santa Cruz bike, dude. Uh, Did you say extra like, large frame? Did you say extra large extra, frame? Extra, <laughs> yeah, downhill bike. Yeah, so it's a big, oh, hard okay. to find bike, and it's normally eight grand, and I can get it for like twenty five, but I'm thinking I can get it for less because I don't it's know. Money. I hope I can get it for less. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, you have the idea for it. <laughs> yeah, man. Oh, yeah. I meant to ask you, Mike. Uh, you got anything setting in your garden? We got some melons coming along now. Man, the heat wave has just stunted all my growth and everything in my garden, man. So we Dude, we've lost wow. a lot. Huh. Yeah, yeah, like figure out something that's just gonna work in your property, dude. Like start with just find weird shit. Let's plant some trees, some grape palaces. Uh yeah, something. Try all the open light, sunny stuff, dude. Yeah, open like, um, anything uh, going on for the 4th of July? Um, no, but I am appreciative that Galveston's deciding to do a drone show this year instead of That's cool. a fireworks show. Yeah, initially yeah. I was like, what the hell, fireworks are cool, kids need to see explosions, and then I looked at my dog and I was like, oh, I think Poor I baby. like this drone show. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the drones will work. I always forget that, dude, and I always have to remind myself, like, every year, because when I travel around town, I'll see fireworks stands in neighboring counties where it's legal, you know? Like, if you go up towards Alex's from my spot, you're going to see nothing but fireworks stands all over the side of the road. I'm about to say where I'm at, it's legal. Like, there's fireworks stands everywhere I'm at, dude. Like, it's ridiculous, man. Like It's illegal here, but they're literally right over the bridge. When I was in Baytown, (laughs) I'll tell you something. When I was in Baytown, I lived... Just outside the municipal uh, area of Baytown, so like I could shoot fireworks right there. But I went like a hundred yards to the left or something. And I was like, "Oh no, the cops will come!" <laughs> oh, dude, I uh, just noticed some work messages. Yeah, man, but the the fireworks around here are really happening bad as far as like the locals. Um, but uh, living close to Seawall when they do the fireworks show and the finale, it was serious. It was like, yeah. I mean. Yeah. Oh, man, I saw a really messed up meme. Um, I don't really play online gaming, but, like, it, it was something like, I don't know, it it was, it was something alluding to the notion of, like, a Ukrainian person just getting blown up in the middle of an online game and their connection cutting out. And I was like, oh, man, that's kind of brutal. And then I told the kid I worked with about it. And, uh, yeah, it was like the face from American Psycho where he's like, ooh, and... Uh, and it said something like that. Yeah, when your game, when your online gaming and your Ukrainian friend just cuts out, and apparently there was a young man that that had happened to, and it's like a popular thing happening. That like he was talking to one of his buddies, and he like sat there and listened to like the tragic end of his buddy's place getting blown up and stuff on the thing. And um, that's crazy, dude. Like a nightmare. Yeah, like there's a war happening over there, and little kids in America are experiencing some crazy traumatic shit due to it, dude. That is, that Through is, the like, internet. Cool. The ripple effect, dude. Communications has allowed the ripple effect of trauma to just bleed out. What's the worst? I don't know, guys. Oh, man. The world is is still beautiful. It's just, it's going through one of those. Got a lot going on. I guess. Uh, 
You guys um, ride bikes at all? I know Mike's there. I mean, Alex, you got to ride a bike at all, dude? Dude, if I had a bike, I'd be riding it until the wheels fall off. Like, I had a little bike when I was living over off of, uh, I was working at this other bar. And, dude, I was riding, like, four miles a day. I'm not going to lie, dude. The physique you get just from, like, riding that much a day, it was nice, man. Like, I felt my calves all, I felt all bouncy and shit. <laughs> felt all, all mobile and yeah, agile, you know what I mean? Dude, like, I'm you always got riding. used for it. You got used for it and could ever get down here. I actually have a large frame road bike, a giant road bike, the brand giant, uh, yeah. that I don't use at all. It's actually too tall really? for me and Shannon. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you, you're not here grabbing. There's a massive road bike you can have. It's way too tall for me. It's, it's not way too tall for me. I can I ride it. Me. It's just yeah, not, but, it doesn't, it's not comfortable. Yeah, but thinking about you, though, I also think you'd probably be better off on a normal size long frame bike because you seem like you have shorter legs and a longer torso. Yes, that is very true. <laughs> <laughs> I have a lot of everybody. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of just, six, four, right? No, six, I'm four, like 6'2", right? somewhere around there. Six, one, six, oh, you're two. Like, I'm 6'2". You're taller than I am. A little bit. I mean, like I, don't six, I don't think. Like, I, don't know. <laughs> I just know I'm bigger than most people. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, you're definitely taller than me, and I'm 6'2". That's why I was like, oh, but then, I, like I said, I recall you, you have a long upper body. <laughs> but yeah, man. Um, I, it's behind the body is longer. <laughs> no, what's up? Dude, if you enjoyed the meditation, dude, that's what me and Mike do every Sunday at 4, man, just to get some time to practice. And typically, we'll bullshit about politics or whatever. Um, and we've been trying to formulate, like, Dharma talks and stuff, man. But, like, who cares? As long as we, you know, do something regular, implement some regular community and meditate, you know, it's been a really cool thing for me. It's been important my for me. Just, like, my no, no, I was, just saying, I, I was just saying, it's just been important for me, and it hasn't been, like, a big, big thing. You know, like, we haven't had a whole bunch of people involved or anything cool. It's just been us regularly meditating, dude. And, um Aside from some of my yoga classes, it's been some of the most regular practice that I get. So uh, I appreciate you showing up and be part of it, dude. And if you can show up next Sunday, it'd be about the same thing, just meditation, some bullshit, and then maybe, just maybe, one of us will pull some dharma we'd like to share out of a hat. (laughs) Well, the worst part about it, bro, is, like, I've just forgotten that. I didn't know how this app worked. I had no clue. You know how I figured out how this app works? I started trying to find people to play magic with. I found a Discord for the local game shops, and I was like, "What's all this stuff? What does this mean? What does that little button mean? Like, what, what does that do? What? Huh? What? Oh, I don't figure it yeah. out. Yeah, I'm using this. Let me see what this does. You know what I mean? Actually, I learned this after Pokemon Go, dude. Yes, dude. <laughs> yeah, yes. Call of Duty. <laughs> see? Yeah, dude, that's great. Hey, Alex. Also, like, bro, you can come down here and get the bike, and also catch this ass whooping on my zombie deck, dude. Oh, dude, I have a zombie deck now that it's No, like, I mean, I'm going to let you know this right bro. now. My zombie deck will smash you because it's got all the cards that you gave me. I have all those. Remember, you gave me all those. No, no, this, this is a vampire deck I'm working on. I have oh. a commander. I have like 10 commander decks, right? I have a zombie one that, all right, the one you have, the one yeah. I have isn't a 60 card deck. The 60 card deck you have is going to shit on whatever I have because that thing's super fast. Actually, my dragon deck might beat it. My dragon deck is... It, it fucked me yeah. over. Like, I, I still have all those player. endless ranks of the damned and the Liliana cards that just call out like four of them a turn. 
Yeah, I end up with, you know, hundreds of zombie tokens that are all 4-4 with Menace, Death Touch, and everything. Yeah. Well, I'm going to let you look at the zombie deck I have, bro, because I, I need to find out some of the stuff I need to put in there because uh, the zombie deck is... Well, hey. Bro, stupid, man. It's ridiculously stupid. Well, look, um, I'll text you, dude, um, and we'll set up a time where we could actually probably even play over this together at some point. And um, we, we can set up... I don't know, and if we can't figure it out, um, I'll just ask Discord, Mike to show me how to set up away from figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> Discord, what you mean? Put your fucking camera on the floor. I'll play it. Put mine on there. Dude, I used to play yeah. by myself and say, dude, so I am not fucked about playing long distance on the camera. <laughs> 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 I'm going to draw for myself. Yeah, I'm going to draw again for myself. <laughs> Blaze, actually. Blaze, he's, he's been here a couple times, man. He's just always busy, dude. Blaze is like Mike and I's super busy friend that... He's a successful young guy. I'm happy for him. He, uh, he's got a house with a pool and such. A, he has an Eldrazi deck that since he's been out, he's probably spent about 600 bucks on. Uh, <laughs> I was about to say, as soon as you said yeah. Eldrazi, I was like, I don't want a part of that, dude. I don't know what you got going on, but I don't want a part of that. Like, <laughs> look, we're not in prison, and we can actually afford some of this shit where you can like, like play now and stuff. So it's like... That's like, what he have... did. That's what he did. He does better than probably all of us put together in sales or oh, some yeah. shit, dude. <laughs> so he's just yeah. like... Cars, he sent me a picture of a car and it still has a tag on it. It said he spent like $118. And I was like, Jeez, my guy, like, nice. <laughs> you don't have to. Right? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. This isn't a competition, bro. <laughs> no, but it, it literally is. is. Who's going to whoop our asses if we all play in a group? But yeah, Honestly, dude, bro, uh, I don't like... I just don't want to keep you guys here forever. Alex, we need to hook up on this thing and play some cards. But, you know, sure. um, it's almost five. I know. People have stuff to do. I'll be here next Sunday at four. Does anybody want to say anything? And while I have time to shut up, uh, I'm going to post some notes in the general channel, just related to the Fourth of July and some mindfulness stuff. Uh, there's a speech by a guy named Frederick Douglass. What to a slave is the Fourth of July? Dude was literally an escaped slave. And he was invited to speak in front of Congress on the occasion of the 4th of July. And his attitude was like, basically, why the fuck do you bring me here? Like, are you fucking serious? What does Independence Day mean to somebody who was born literally a slave? So, like, as Buddhists, we practice mindfulness. We check ourselves all the time. Like, what does this really mean? These things that I'm saying, the stuff that I'm doing, am I actually consciously participating in this? Or am I just a puppet, monkey see, monkey do, copying everybody else's bullshit? So uh, this is something I do every 4th of July. I challenge the people around me to really think about like, what does it mean and how far are we as a society from fulfilling the promises that we made? We made a bunch of promises about all men are created equal, but are we living up to it? Let's be mindful about that. So that's my little 4th of July thing. And I'll post some notes about it in the general channel. I'm Native American, right? And so, like, Thanksgiving and, and Fourth of July, I'm just like, all together, fuck this place. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I'm American. <laughs> I'm American because I'm born here. Like, I'm indigenous because I was literally born on this land, like, just like anybody else. Like, my dad was Native American. I can't control that shit. So it's like, oh, uh, yeah, I tried to destroy my people uh, and I was supposed to celebrate with y'all? Like, I don't yeah, know what's going yeah, I haven't talked to you since this happened, dude, but I did that genealogy thing and found out that yeah, tribally that. specifically, I'm in, like, this region, right? And, like, my people were from, like, Dallasan area and this lady was nice. like walked into the bike shop after I read that and she told me straight up she was like my family's been in Galveston for seven generations I was like cool mine's been here since before white people <laughs> <laughs> and that's the mark we're going by <laughs> yeah, dude. Like, yeah but 
I appreciate it, guys. Um, I definitely sure. want to read the 4th of July stuff, and I'm definitely going to do, like I said, we coordinate it, dude, and we'll play some magic over here, or you can bring your ass down here, uh, and we can whoop each other in a child card game, and I can hook you up with a bike. <laughs> but uh, fun appreciate the practice, as always, fellas. Thank, Thank you. you